Hello, and welcome to the New Day Podcast, where we talk about life, what it's throwing at us, how we do, would deal with it. I'm Ian, a learning development nerd here in Salt Lake City, Utah, with passions about communication. I, I always say technology, but we never talk hardly no. about it. No. Uh, maybe we should. Uh, we, we need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I, I think that'd actually be way fun. Yeah. With me as always. I'm Angela. I'm a stay-at-home mom and grandma. I've had many careers. They've all taught me a lot about life, and I like sharing that journey. We're, we're taking that stay-at-home part. Out, remember. Okay, you know what? <laughs> but I am still a stay-at-home mom and grandma. I still do both. She's on the move. And with oh. us, we, we have a special guest this week. We do. Hello. Can you yeah. believe it's been as long as it has? How long has it been since I've been on here? Six months. Has it been, it's been six months? <laughs> six yeah. months. Because that's right when the pandemic started. And like, yep. I remember I got out of my car and I was like, hi, Ian. And I like I like gently walked in the house because you know we were all afraid of, of everything. And we were I still like, am, do but... we socially distance? Do we wear masks? We weren't. I was yeah. like, I can't give you guys hugs. We were navigating through it at the time. Yeah. Six yeah. months, man. That's Six crazy. Months. So Chandler Smith. Oh, yes, that's, that, that, that's <laughs> my name. Hello. Well, well, what's funny, like we went 15 minutes with your dad. Uh-huh. Five minutes, oh, by the way, Chunga's here. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> Chandler Smith from Radio Ronin yes. has come back to see us. Uh, thanks. I'm, I'm, I was worried that I wasn't going to be welcome back. Like, I, I'm very grateful to be what? back here. I'm excited. I, I'm worried because I'm hearing this from all of you. Where like, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't think we'd come back. Because yep. it's, it's so different from what we do on Ronin. It is. It, it's very, very different. And, you know, Ronin, it's just, you know, we're just being idiots the entire time. That's all we do. You know, when someone asks, like, what's Ronin about? I'm like, I don't really know. It's just us being a bunch of, you know, we're just being dumb. But, I mean, I love your guys' show. Yeah, because outside of Ronan, uh, I'm super into, like Spencer is too, I'm super into the whole self-help, reading lots of books and, and, you know, anything as far as like improving my life, this is something that I'm super interested in and I'm like absolutely glued to what you guys do. Uh, anytime I get the invite to come back, I'm it's thrilled because I'm but, like, I, what, really? We, we've we honestly known you guys have been so busy over there. Yeah, it's that, been crazy. That's why the invitation hasn't been we're like, Because we're like, God, they're, they're so, so busy. busy. <laughs> we, we don't want to impose. It, it's crazy to look at Ronan and I put more hours in Ronan than I do my full-time job i'm working nine seven hours a day or sorry seven days a week like i don't have any days off Mm -hmm. it's you know ronan is definitely over 40 hours a week it's a lot but i couldn't be happier doing it it's talking into one of these things makes me the happiest guy (laughs) in the world when when it's a passion project when when it's something that you love right gary v always talks about if you love it it's not work exactly and and, you know for me when i'm i'm not technically working on ronan it's just that there's no work there for me it's just doing what i love and being able to you know hang out with you guys and communicate and just get the interaction with the listeners there's nothing better for me well i I think it was thursday i posted it on facebook but in my memories it popped up it's been a year since i came over with nathan and we filmed you guys has it been a year a year it was right before the world shut down yeah Oh, I guess it was right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> this is the, the, like, for some reason, that seems like that happened sooner than me being on the last episode, which was six months ago, but that yeah. was a year ago. That's yeah. a year. Yeah. And then shortly after that, we decided to do podcasts. So. After us begging you to, for, yeah. for how long? Yeah. Uh, long. For a well, long time. When you guys flipped the interview, I, I'd interviewed you folks, and then you were you like, no, you need you. to sit down. Uh-huh. Like, get your yeah. ass over here. Yeah. The last question was, when are you going to start a show? And it's like... Um, <laughs> maybe this summer. And now you guys are what moving to two shows a week. Yes, we are. 
So I, can I can I blow the lid off that? Is that yeah, that's, yes. that's public, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. In fact, you are going to be our first Friday show. Hey, sweet. Yes. See, We're that's excited. cool. I'm, I'm. Nothing makes me happy because I, I'm getting constant messages about the show and how well you guys are doing. And oh, that's good it's changing lives. And for me, you know, talking into a microphone and being able to have some sort of an impact on someone's life, there, there's nothing better. And you guys are doing that, you know, in leaps and bounds. And I'm, oh, I'm happy for you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's this is awesome to see. You folks over at Ronan have been so supportive of us. Very helped us kind of hone things in mm-hmm. very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, due to your experience, I that has definitely helped us. <laughs> well, uh, other than we have sure. the weird yes. audio I can't, things, we can't take there. any of the uh, any of the credit. And we can we can help you like plug in a microphone. But th- I mean, this is you guys. This this is this is on you, and you guys have been absolutely killing it. Well, I and, know people were surprised when we came out with what we came out with, because Ian and I are very sarcastic people. Right. <laughs> and when they heard what we were doing, they were like, "Huh." I mean, they were really confused, but it's been working, so we're really happy. Oh about no, that. it's it's yeah. been working amazing, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's funny to to hear off the mic just how in, the insanity that ensues, <laughs> and the stories that are told off mic, and then it's like, okay, let's help people. Yes, and, and I, I love it. It's so much fun. To be fair, all that craziness does help people. It, so. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> it certainly does. <laughs> we had story time before we started recording. I learned, yeah, I learned a lot. Yes, <laughs> that's all I'll say. Probably more than you wanted. I learned to. a lot. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> when we were talking with you and and we floated a few different ideas Mm -hmm. and we went back and forth one of the ones that popped up that you really gravitate towards is perception yeah large part of that is you worked on an award-winning documentary about this. <laughs> I, I did, yeah. I, uh, I ended up, I was the uh, senior editor and the post-production manager for a film that the entire thing is about perception. It was, it won the LA Film Festival and um, ended up going to Amazon Prime Video, which then it, it got, they wanted to start their own streaming service like everyone else, so they, they pulled it from that and didn't go as well as everyone expected. That being said, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of experience in th- what perception is and to be honest when i was in kind of the pre-production meetings as far as okay this is what we're gonna be working on i was like really perception like what what's really there because it seems like it's like okay yeah you perceive something whatever but when you really dive into like the heart of what it actually means it blows the lid off absolutely everything and we were talking off air once you dig into it it changes how you look at pretty much everything in life. Oh, it's fascinating. And really. and then you're kind of really makes you question absolutely everything. And then you don't really know where to go from there. And, and I think it's for the better. It's not a bad thing. I was able to interview some of the, the leading neuroscientists in perception and work with some of the biggest names in this industry and in the self-help industry. And, you know, like Tom Bilyeu is one of the guys who. Oh, super cool. I've guy. worked with him several times and he's one of the coolest guys ever. You know what I mean? And being able to really kind of dig into, OK, what happens in life goes back to tremendous experiences that you had when you're a kid mm-hmm. or it doesn't have to necessarily be a kid but a lot of it comes back to that how to really kind of channel that and shape that into who you are today use it for the better when you're younger and you have a traumatic experience it shapes you for what that is and then you're locked in on a mm-hmm. bias when oh, we yeah. talked about this off air that's how you see the world and you pretty much have like blinders on and that's that's it and so being able to kind of open those up and really see the world for other points of view i think can be really beneficial to a lot of people it's really hard but once you open yourself up to that it's amazing the difference in relationships just how you view the world in general oh yeah it's not as negative as you think it's just people are on different playing fields right and you just need to understand that well and the biggest thing for me it's conflict too when when you're in a conflict with someone and it's like i'm right and they're like no i'm right then you have to kind of take a step back and we'll we'll get into this more later in the show but neither of you are right neither of you are wrong Uh -uh. it's just your perception and their perception mm-hmm. and okay let's find a, a median and in, in between this and, and make it happen it, it's super interesting stuff I, I hope everyone else finds it interesting because when i was in in it in interviewing all these people and in 
the edit bay editing for months on end, a film about this, it, I'm like, okay, I learned a lot. And a lot of people will pay a lot of money to hear this info and I'm, I'm getting it all for free. And it changed absolutely everything. You have 90 minutes to two hours that, that they see in the oh, finished yeah. product when you're, you're cutting everything out. And I experienced this last year with all my video classes, right? You usually will have 10 to 20 times that amount of footage to pull from. And then <laughs> yeah. it becomes, how do I refine it down to the, the best message possible? Oh, absolutely. And, and the, we ended up filming. So the company I was with is called The Brood Squad. Shout out to Denver and all the, the great guys over there. We had, I believe it was 30 hours of footage that we had filmed. Oh, wow. And they're like, okay, Chandler, take 30 hours of footage and make it an hour and 45 minute piece. And I'm like, what? How in the world am I going to do this? Because it's interviews with some of the greatest people in the world. And it was an interview with a gentleman who had horrible traumatic experiences as a kid and was able to completely turn his life around and become a multimillionaire. And he came from absolutely nothing and was able to realize that it was his perception from being bullied as a kid and being abused as a kid. And his dad leaving him as a kid shaped him to be like, oh, I'm a failure. I'm, I'm not going to succeed in life. And once he could finally realize, oh, no, that's just past memories. I can throw all that aside and actually be me. I can do anything. And, and he did, which is unbelievable to me. And a lot of people call it like life hacking or mind hacking or and whatever you want to call it. Yeah, sure. But for me, it's just understanding, okay, if someone tells me I'm stupid for years, that doesn't, you start to believe oh, yeah. it. Mm -hmm. and, and when you can kind of go back and understand, no, that actually isn't the case. I'm just me mm -hmm. and figure out a way around it. It's unbelievable. When I look back at things that have shaped me, Right. As a person, I grew up in small town, Wyoming. Mm -hmm. It's a real state, I promise. <laughs> I, I filmed a lot in Wyoming. I'm like, there's stuff up here. I didn't, there, there I didn't know that. The it's western actually, part. It's actually pretty up there. When, when you get to the eastern part, it's flat, grasslands, gross. I, I've had a drive through a lot of Wyoming, and I always talk about how it's like, you know, in the old school cartoons when the background, like you have Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner, <laughs> like the background is on a loop and it just rotates. Yep. Yes. That's Wyoming. I'm like, I saw that shed like 20 miles ago. Yes. I was like 50 miles. I'm like, same shed. It, mm -hmm. It's right there. Yeah. I, I tried they burn Wyoming down once. You tried to burn Wyoming? Yeah. Remember? How'd that, uh -huh. how'd that because go? Because I was supposed to meet you at the liquor store and it didn't end up happening. Boat blew a tire. Sorry. Boat blew a tire. And so we were skidding and sparking and it was August. So Whoa. it was really hot. And so we lit the field. Oh my gosh. <laughs> really? Yeah. Luckily the farmer on the farm that we were passing yeah. by had a water truck okay. and he came out and started squirting it down. But our tire just took off into a pasture with cows. <laughs> oh, geez. It was a whole thing. It's it's quite the Griswolds do Wyoming story. Yeah, no but... kidding. Well, and up there, there's no cell service. So I'm like, hey, where are you guys? <laughs> Silence. Yeah. <laughs> They're dead. He's, They're just he's, dead. He's thinking that's it. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> Up in Wyoming, in Evanston, mm -hmm. if you don't mm -hmm. know Evanston, southwest corner, just yeah. over the border from Utah. It's a very strong LDS community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would almost argue more so than some of the it very strict I, I would agree with that, ones yeah. down here. Small town, but growing up, very strong in my beliefs. Everything that shaped me, all, all those experiences. Right. Moving down here to Salt Lake, also traveling the country for a job for Mm -hmm. a few years and, and getting out also coming out mm -hmm. yeah really changed what i thought what i believed how i act the last thing that i think's really changed it is meditation learning to mm -hmm. take a step back because i used to be a hothead uh, you very were. much mm -hmm. the funny thing is i hear stories about this <laughs> yes and i can't see it yeah you know what i mean like i, I you, legit I, I can't see it because i'm like wait too Ian? young to know Ian <laughs> i was in yeah. His life yeah last year when we met okay little arrear go now Actually. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It was, what was it, the, it was Christmas that we met. Yeah, and and the thing is, I've known you like my whole life. I know, but I've never actually met you until <laughs> last year. I was still blown away when I heard that. I was like, really? You've well, never I, met? Him? I didn't even realize that. Like you, you like you walked up and be like, this is our first time meeting. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, no, dude, it is. I'm like, mm mm. 
Nick Chandler, this is the first time we met. I was like, oh my gosh, it really is. But the, the look on your mom's face. Oh, yeah. She's like, it's like there is no way. I know, even your mom. She's like, because she, we met Ian there, and your yeah. mom's like, doesn't Chandler look great? And Ian's like, well, I've never met him before. But, <laughs> but yes, he does. Yeah. He looks great. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, give, give me a hug. Get over here. <laughs> you didn't know me back, especially when I used to go into the radio station. Mm -hmm. I was always there when you weren't. Right. And, and right. vice versa. Uh, yeah, I know. I, usually when I was there, it was because your dad was home with you playing like Call of Duty or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and taking one of those sick days. Yeah. He'd still call in. Yeah. You had a very important message for us about Call of Duty. I, of so. course I did. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds about right. <laughs> Back then, I was very quick to anger. I was very reactionary. I would even say up until about three years, I still was not to the degree. Part of it is I just don't have it in me to do it anymore. Okay. I, I was like, yeah, it just takes so much out of you. Also, being able to pause. Mm-hmm. And go, is this really going to benefit? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Probably not. No. Let it go. I, I don't have the energy. With somebody I was dating at the time, when, when I really started to do this, they were used to coming in and, and poking and pushing <laughs> buttons. Of course. And, and getting a mm -hmm. read. They knew what the reaction was going to be. Yeah. The first time I didn't, I was like, okay. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> what? What is this? Fine. Get what you want. You do you. They don't know how to handle it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah. And, and it, it was a very interesting change in life. A lot of it is how I look at things now. Mm -hmm. so, so if I can ask you a question, then what was what was the moment that made you change that? Was was there something in life that happened? Was, um, it, was it just you one day saying, OK, I'm just going to make this change myself? I, I'd been having a lot of like sleep issues. I'd been also just really stressed out. Yeah. Uh, life is stressful anyways. Oh, it sure is. Yeah. And I'm glad I started down the path when I did, because it, it was probably about four ish years ago. That, that I started into meditation. They first recommended it as something to help me sleep. As I went through and started learning more about meditation and, and going through the practices, mm -hmm. I started digging in a lot deeper. It is when I just sit there and I pause. Yeah. And I have coworkers that are still very much used to that part of me that have known me for like eight years now. Right. My boss is one of them. He's used to seeing that out of me. Now that he is my boss, we used to be just coworkers. He'll sit there and kind of poke at me, right. e mm -hmm. expecting a reaction. And yeah. when I just look at him, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, wait, where did Ian go? Like, uh, what happened? Oh, it's funny. He's like, well, that's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. You're like, I'm sorry. I took yeah. the fun out of your life. Yeah. But. For me, I think it was just saying, okay, where do I want to focus my energy? Mm. Yeah, true. If it doesn't serve the path or the mission that I'm on anymore, I don't have the energy for it. Rather focus my energies somewhere else. So for when, when you actually are meditating then, are you taking that time to reflect on stuff that has been bugging you in the past? Yes. Or is, is it like a reflection kind of thing? Like, hey, some, I'm going to think about like some some crap that I went through to get through it. Or is it, are you like focusing on the future? What What does that process all, really look like? All the like? above. Really kind of goes all over the place. Initially, a lot of it was focus on the moment, mm -hmm. focus yeah. on the present, yeah. Yeah. which which is huge. If you ever get to read like, have you ever read Eckhart Tolle? I have not, no. I ha I've read one of it, and I need to read more of his books. Okay. Oprah told me to do it. Oh, so there we go. I listened to Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> that was part of it, too. In fact, I've heard his name so much, I was like, I got to read at least some of it. Yeah. It, it started out the present, but then a lot of it is to delve into the past, digging through the crap that occupies your mind mm -hmm. now and not let it steal from the present. Right. And I, I love that. And for me, honestly, and I'm going to be 100% honest, like for me, meditation is something that's very hard for me to get into. You know, it took me... Oh, my husband kept pushing me and pushing me. Right. It took me years to yeah. get into it. But finally, I actually just started with 
instead of reflecting on that stuff that you guys are talking about, I just took it as a time to clear my head and mind of everything. See, and I think that's a that's a smart thing to kind of do to get into it. Right. Because every time I try to get into it, it's like, oh, this crab comes up and I'm just like, yeah. I'm being bombarded. Yeah. Like, and I don't know what to do here. And I'm known for like internalizing a lot of stuff. Like I don't, I don't really talk about my problems. I just kind of handle them on my, on my own. And it's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> the couple times that I've tried, I'm like, oh dear, this is, it, it's, it's it, a can when, of worms. When you start you know what unpacking I mean? stuff. Oh yeah. It's like, oh God. Put it, put it, it, away, no, that's, put it away. That's put exactly it away. what I've done. And I'm just like, nope, I'm going to put that away. And just, and for me, it is working on clearing my head. And for me, we talk about this at my big boy job a lot where there are, it's not necessarily meditation, but it's something that you can do to kind of take your mind off things. And for me, like that's playing guitar, you mm-hmm. know, where it's, I can do that's something great. and yeah. absolutely clear my head. I'm not thinking about stress. There's, there's nothing else there. It's just me and a guitar and I'm kind of meditating in a way, but I would really love to learn to be able to dig into that, that well, can of that worms and doing, figure it out. What you're doing is a form of meditation. Okay. Meditation can be simply, like I said, clearing your mind of things. For me, sometimes it's as simple as getting in the bathtub and just breathing and not focusing on anything. Like right. the thoughts, like if a bad thought comes into my head, I usually push it out. Let there be just dead, nothing there. Yeah. And it's amazing how unstressed you get as you start to do that. Once you get to that point, as you start to unpack things, you can go back to that to help your body deal with that. So like as you're unpacking something painful Mm -hmm. that you need to deal with, you say, okay, this is a little bit much for me right now. And you go back to that calm place and push it out. So interesting. It's an interesting journey once you get into it. There's a lot of different methodologies. Yeah. Ange and I focus on more is more of a traditional Buddhist Mm -hmm. mindfulness meditation, but there are so many different methodologies to it. Oh, there are. There's the mantras where it's more of a Hindu type style. There's, there's so many different types. I think maybe you just need to try exploring different ones. I think I really should. In that film that I was doing, uh, a lot of the people, they were super into meditation Mm -hmm. and it was their very thing. Like, and as a filmmaker, it was one of the most frustrating things in the world because I'd have, we've been setting up for like three, four hours, making this beautiful interview. It's like, okay, sounds on, cameras are rolling. Let's get into this. And then we sit these people down there. All right, I got to meditate. And then they sit there for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, we have to film. Like, (laughs) what what are you guys doing? They just sit there just silent. I'm like, okay, what do I do here? I'm going to guess Tom. Uh, Tom actually didn't do that. He really? No, okay. Tom. Tom's really? a hard charger. Like he, he, okay. he was on his stuff all the time. Like he had his game plan. He knew exactly what he was going to be doing, and it was wonderful. Like I, I loved working with Tom. For me, like I, I think I really just need to be able to, to hone into what's right because some of the guys they had these new these new headphones that you would throw on, mm-hmm. and it pumps sound into your into your ears. Yeah. And once you focus on a certain sound, the sound goes away. It's yeah. like this like mm-hmm. droning thing. And once you get into it, scans your brain waves. And once your brain calms down enough, the sound goes away. And mm-hmm. so it's really kind of help guide you into that yep. state of being you know in yeah. meditation and I think that would personally help yeah I, I'm no notorious for not dealing with my emotions and just letting them just sit there it, horrible breakups or whatever that I've been through I just bury it and I don't really think about it and I'm absolutely terrified to kind of dig into that because for my perception I'm like oh everything's fine I'm good I'm fine and that's what I tell myself when in reality there's everyone goes through stuff knowing what I know about you right and is in the same boat right you grew up with a dad that was extremely well known mm-hmm. yeah, well yeah. not just Salt Lake I mean all over right but yeah he he was very protective of you. You didn't have necessarily like a, a typical childhood. No, I didn't. My, you, you had a very atypical one. One thing I don't know if people knew about you is is you were actually bullied quite I, a bit. I was, yeah. And uh, I was bullied severely. And I don't know if it was, you know, I, I, and I don't want to be, you know, I don't know. I don't know a way how to put this, but I know everyone kind of has an experience like this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, I'm the only one that's gone through this. Oh, and no. Poor me. I was bullied severely. For some reason, it, when where I went to school, if you weren't a jock, you 
got your ass handed to you all the time. Mm -hmm. And I was the kid that was obsessed with dance music. You know, I was always wearing like the fashionable clothes because we go to Vegas every weekend and I'd buy all my clothes in Vegas and they come up here and get, (laughs) you know, get killed by all the guys (laughs) in their just do it shirts and their, and their, you know, basketball shorts and their cowboy hats. One one thing about Utah, Mm -hmm. we are always 10 years behind every fashion trend. At least. At least, yeah. And I'm showing up like all these bright clothes and my hair's dyed and I'm looking like a freak show, but that's normal everywhere else. But oh, exactly. In Utah, absolutely not. A lot of it came from me understanding, okay, and it took years to figure this out. I'm not the oddball. I'm not the weird one. No. You know, and I didn't have really like a social circle in school. Yeah, I played hockey and that certainly helped once I hit puberty and, and the bullies really couldn't bully me anymore. Right. So then I'd just fight back and that happened enough times to, to get it to stop. In the years before that, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I am the weird one. And so, sure enough, I start buying Nike shorts and just do a t-shirts just to kind of fit in because I'm like, okay, well, they're telling me I'm weird, then I'm weird. And that's my perception. Their perception is I'm weird. So I need to adapt and adjust to that. Be like them. The the biggest piece of advice I can say is don't let that happen. You be you. You know, don't worry about what anyone else is thinking about. You have to be your true self. There's only one of you. You have one shot at this thing. Just yeah. be yourself because, yeah, being bullied was was pretty brutal. And going back to the thing with, like, my dad, I know I'm very, very blessed and very, very lucky to be born in the family that I am. Like, I absolutely love my family. A lot of the stuff that trying to break it in the industry or in work and things like that, it's like, oh, well, it's just Chungus Kid. Immediately get written off because of that, where it's like, oh, yeah, it's Chungus mm-hmm. Kid. Meh. Okay. But I've watched you grow up. You've not ever had anything handed to you no and luckily my dad's my dad's taught me to do that to to absolutely work my ass off and and to make things happen and you know funny thing is when we're doing the dj gigs and i'm touring with my dad none of the people knew he was my dad we were able to kind of build my brand in a way that i wasn't tied to him it it was me working and hustling and doing things on my own so that yeah we may get booked on a show together no one has any idea that i'm his kid same thing with the film industry like i hustled and worked my ass off to get into the film industry on my own that's to kind of beat that perception that people had of me and and it's just this weird thing. And of course, I wouldn't change for the world. I love where I'm at and everything. But from being bullied to to that, it's just understanding how to deal with other people's perceptions mm-hmm. and, and what to do about it. And I think when it comes to conflict and when you're fighting with someone, take a step back. It's like what you're saying with meditation. Yeah. It never hurts just to go, okay, I'm going to take a step back and try and see it from someone else's eyes. Even as someone who's married, mm-hmm. when you're in the middle of a fight yeah. with your spouse, which, you know, mm-hmm. I don't fight with my husband too often, but when we get into them and we're both just like building and the anger's building, we've actually gone so far as to say, okay, we're going to stop this. Let's put a pin in it. I'm going to go think for a minute on my own. You're going to go think for a minute on your own. And then I start to think about why he reacted the way he did or why a certain thing I did rubbed him the wrong way or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And we have been able to resolve things way better yeah. from just mm-hmm. even something as simple as that. Even in the moment, you can pause, stop how you're reacting and calm things down and re-react. And, and I think it's wonderful when you can do it. It doesn't always happen. <laughs> of course, it doesn't always happen. But when you can actually take a step back and start going, okay, why person reacting the way they are? What is it that they see that I don't? Right. And that's the hardest part. It's extremely. Because, you know, I'm just like, I don't get it. What? Why is he so upset? That doesn't make any sense to me. Right. And then as I start to look back, okay, let's think about how why he might be reacting like that. Let's think about why he's 
responding the way he is why he's just pissing me off right right now. well and that's like the hardest thing right now especially in 2021 and 2020 mm-hmm. uh, the world has been flipped like abs- oh, everything in the world that it's been changing and with whether it's politics or you know the pandemic mm-hmm. or like everyone is on social media saying yeah. this way is my way and everyone else is wrong right and I don't think there's could be a better time for people to understand. No, like think about perception yeah. because it, it can really change. Like you're not wrong for having your opinion, even though I don't agree with it. Yeah. And, and we been, can disagree on things and still be great friends. And it's like, Whoa, wait, what? And that's something I've been trying harder to do on social media. And right. no, I'm not going to change any more than the circle of people I know. Right. But just very try very hard to say, you know what? I understand why you feel that way. I don't agree with that. Here's why I feel the way I do. And just leave it at that. Well, that's the thing I love about you is like we are polar opposites when it comes to politics. hundred percent. Polar opposites. And I love you to death. You <laughs> I know love what I mean? And, it, and it's you not and dad, it's not like so. a thing that, you know, we even do we talk about it? Yeah, of course. We and do. it's fun and we make yeah. it fun. But I understand like, hey, you have your valid points and I understand fully where you're coming from. Well, and I understand where you guys come from, too. And oh, see, we just made the world a better place. Exactly. More people, more people need to do that because when it comes to perception, you are not always right and there are no well it's a two-way street the internet and there are a couple biases right our our biases really are our filters and and how we view everything Mm -hmm. right when you get into the internet is the ultimate expression of confirmation bias yeah because (laughs) when when you go and search for something Mm -hmm. are you searching genuinely for information no no, you're you're searching to to have your idea fueled Mm -hmm. or your belief fueled and 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 that's all i found my evidence yeah well, did you go and look at the other side? Yeah, you're going to go to your trusted news source that is going to fuel exactly what you're thinking. And one it's of, like, oh, well, okay, it's gospel then. One and of my like, favorite no. things to do is to say, okay, I need to understand why you feel that way. And I love when I do that to people because they will be, well, this and this and this and this. And I'll be like, huh, you know, I never looked at it that way. Right. I'm actually really curious to go look at what you're looking at and Mm -hmm. see why you believe that so strongly. One of my best friends from high school, I've known him for years, we're still friends. He sent me something the other day and not really something I would normally look at or an avenue I would go down, but I told him, you know, that's interesting and I had never heard that. Let me look into it. Yeah. Let me know, and uh, totally open-minded and it ended up sparking this great conversation about other things. We got off the topic and Mm -hmm. things got better. Right, yeah, exactly. Instead of fighting, we were like, oh, huh. Okay. There's something there that we can we can each agree on. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny how you perceive things. Right. It really is. Is a communications major. Mm. Um, <laughs> you're getting close, man. You're getting so for, close. First thing you asked me when I walked in the door is like, how many days? I'm like, I, you know, I didn't check this morning. I, I kind of forgot. And then you're like, I, I'll leave enough six and then. And then we both yeah. giggled like little yeah. kids. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I can hear my teens at work giggling. Right. Everything at work is, when, when a total is 969 or the temperature set to 69, or, anyway. Like, sorry. Oh. Those kids don't know. They, they, don't, they, know. they don't know. No. Sadly, they asked Google what it was one day. <laughs> Hopefully, they didn't pull up the video section. So, no. I flirted briefly with the idea of switching over to being a journalism major because it's all in the communication school. Right. One of the biggest things that struck me as I went through a couple of those classes, especially my media writing class. Mm-hmm was when you were looking for facts, you cannot just be dogged about one side. No, you, you no. always, I would say most journalists are that way, where, where they legitimately do check sides. Now they may present a specific view, right. but mm-hmm. most of them will present both. If you only present one side, you're doing others such a disservice. You really no, are. No, you are. And, and unfortunately in this day and age, that's what makes money. That's mm-hmm. what sells. From news or political outlets, that's what gets them their views. That's what gets them their clicks on their websites. And, 100%. And it's just kind of this, this feedback loop of just crap. Mm-hmm. It's not journalism, it's, it's rhetoric. Not. No, and the thing is like modern day journalism, I don't think there really is such a thing anymore. 
And I, and I hope one day we can get back to that. You know, when it comes to perception, yeah, okay, they do see their way. But I encourage everyone, when you're that into a specific topic, go on the flip side. No, mm-hmm. it's... Try, try and view it from a different point of view, and it changes everything yeah, for you. Don't just go Google the topic you're looking for and, oh, look, that confirms what I know and what I believe. So that's all it's I'm going to feel at. my little ego exactly. boost. And I'm like, okay, you there we go. Just, you can't do it. You're not yeah. going to grow as a person, honestly, if you continue down that road. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Another form of bias that, that kind of falls into this, and I'm probably going to mispronounce it, but it was a Dunning-Kruger effect. Mm-hmm. That one is some people think they are experts mm-hmm. in something when they're really not. Right. Social media. Um, yeah. <laughs> People are also not willing to acknowledge that they don't know about something. Yeah. And that's that's one of the hardest things for me to understand is for me, any situation like I, you guys know this about me. I try and learn absolutely anything I can about you anything, do. you know, when mm-hmm. it comes to music yeah. or podcasting or video, like I'm always, I'm just a nerd and that's mm-hmm. what it comes down. To. I'm a nerd. I love researching absolutely everything. I love to be able to go. Yeah, I don't know this. Yeah. Teach me something. Yeah. Because in this day and age, people don't do that anymore. No. No. It's like, oh, no, I'm right. And you're wrong. And that's where the road ends. I don't I wish I had the the perfect solution to get around that in this day and age. I don't know if there is, you know, especially with social media. I don't know what to do at that point. Terrifying. It's terrifying that that's how we're getting our information and our opinions and our views. And it's just out there confirming your view on something. Your crap. I try so hard just to use social media to crack jokes or share pictures of my family. Promote your amazing podcast promote my podcast yeah i just oh stop (laughs) (laughs) just stop it drives me crazy (laughs) i think work also kind of drove that change Mm -hmm. in me too okay i work in the automotive industry and i'd be at a dealership they were very certain that how they used to do things on their old software so i would i would help them change their software right well how you do it stupid and wrong and i'm like well (laughs) well show me show me how you used to do it then right Uh, so so i can Try and figure out, is there a way we can legitimately do it? Or I always tell people, whenever you're changing a system, Mm -hmm. no matter whether it's software, thinking back, my parents when Facebook doesn't update. Just throwing that out there. (laughs) Or when Apple or Google does an update to their OS, people are lose their mind. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God, the button changed. Okay, is it really that big of a deal? Can you take a step back and look at it and go, okay, is there a different way to do this that's maybe more efficient or why are they doing that? Right. Looking at how we react to things in life in general. Right, because we get very comfortable in our own mindset and our own views and our own way of doing things. And we just assume other people are just as comfortable in that. Oh, absolutely. And they're not. And it's important that you understand that just because that's a comfort zone for you doesn't mean that's a comfort zone for this person. Exactly. There's maybe a rabbit hole that I want to go down here with. So there's an art, a book. I don't know if you guys read it. It's The Subtle Art. I'm not giving a F. Yes. Mark, I, Mark Mason. I read it. I have it, but I have not read it. I'm reading it right now. It's unbelievable. Is it? Absolutely unbelievable. But the thing that I, he talks about a lot is taking responsibility for stuff that you really don't want to take responsibility for. Mm-hmm. That's so hard. It, it absolutely <laughs> oh is. Gosh. But it's like if, you know, and he uses an analogy where maybe let's do this. So, you know, in The Hangover, the movie, yeah. they, find, they find a baby in a closet. Yeah. It's not their fault that the Carlos. baby showed up in a, their closet. Right. But now it's their responsibility. Right. And so they have to be able to uh, go understand and go, okay, this is, I have to do something about this now. I think that needs to be applied with social media in this day yeah. and age with all this chaos True. because they're like, nope, everyone just throws their hands up and like, this is mine mm-hmm. and I'm not going to change anything. And no, you have to take responsibility for all the crap that's going on in the world and be able to realize, okay, it might not be your fault. 
Yeah. But what can you do about it to change it? Because you have the ability to. You and, and Tom Billy was the number one guy to talk about this when mm-hmm. I was interviewing him. He always says, everything that's happening in your life is your fault. Oh, I believe that. Which is hard. And when I was first interviewing, I'm like, no, crap. This <laughs> no, dude is not. absolutely full of crap. Like, okay, if I get in a car accident, it's my fault. And if I did absolutely nothing wrong, how is it my fault? Right. And he goes into, it's your fault with how you deal with it after the fact. Yeah, and I think when, I when perception with. comes into play, that's like, oh, man, the, yeah. there, there's nothing bigger for, than that where it's like, okay. I'm in control of my life. I can change this. doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Right. What am I going to do to make sure that this is mine and how do I adapt to make it better? Because what you're talking about, humans, what's, what makes us different than everyone else is we're adaptable. We adapt to things. If someone changes a button on an iOS app <laughs> and they lose their mind, it's like, no, you have to be able to adapt in this day and age. Well, You have to be able to take responsibility. Okay, it's not your fault that they changed the button, right. but you have to, it's your responsibility to learn now. So, and so that's you on can you. either learn it or you cannot and, just and be, be up, in the Stone Age. Be upset, yeah. Going back to the car accident, how you deal with it. Okay. Yeah. I was in one back in September. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, not my fault. Nope. The girl instantly angry, yelling, calling me every name in the book when the only thing I went up to her to say was, are you okay? Right. And I, it wasn't my fault. The accident was 100% her fault. But I didn't go into that anger thing. But how she responded to that 100% dictated how everything went for her after that. Oh, absolutely. And I went up and I was concerned about her because she took a way heavier hit than I did. I was in a big giant SUV and she right. was in a small little car and I know it, and it crunched the heck out of her car. Yeah. But all she was just calling me names. And so finally I said, well, if you're okay, I'm just going to walk away. And I think that pissed her off even more. Oh, absolutely <laughs> does. Because you took responsibility for that, that even <laughs> exactly. though it wasn't your fault, you're like, okay, all right, I'm going to make sure you're all right. And then I'm going to go do my own thing. Exactly. I was pissed, but <laughs> yeah. And you easily, her. you could have played the victim card. Yeah, and you, I didn't. You I used c- to do that a lot. Did you? <laughs> yeah, that used to be a thing for mm-hmm. me. What changed? I was sick of playing the victim, I guess. You know, I'm responsible for my own way that I respond to things. I'm responsible for how that person's treating me. I'm responsible for allowing that person to treat me that way. I grew up with a mom who, to be fair to her, she was very handicapped as far as experiences that happened to her as a child. Right. She was always the victim. Okay. Not because she wasn't really truly a victim. And I, I guess I hesitate to say that because my dad and sister listened to this. That's how she responded to everything. So that's how I learned yeah. to respond to everything. Yeah. Was, well, well, that, the, that's your perception. That's right, what you exactly. were ingrained in when you were well, a kid. Well, I'm the victim in this right. because you're treating me bad. Or I'm the victim in this because you're doing this. And when once I started to learn that, you know what? No, I'm not. Right. I'm not the victim in this. Don't treat me like that. Knock it off. Uh-huh. I'm going to be me. Once you start to just even little small baby steps on how you respond to things and don't play the victim is amazing what it will oh, do to your life. <laughs> I love that. It comes back to, yeah, okay, take responsibility for it. Yeah, you have to. I can sit there and play the victim and blame everyone else or self. Everyone is going to be dealt a bad hand at some point. Absolutely. No yes. one's going to make it through life completely fine. It, stuff's going to happen at some point. Absolutely. So what are you going to do about it? How are you going to yeah. be able to be like, okay, I'll figure this out and just get through it just you like can, everyone else. You can choose how you perceive that and respond to it. Yeah. This falls a lot when Josh came on. Mm-hmm. The mindset. And, and mm-hmm. you specifically had, and I did too, very hyper change in your mindset and mm-hmm. in how you were oh, yeah. approaching it. I, the victim mindset, mm-hmm. it's such a de- debilitating It really thing. is. Well, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. It's exhausting. The world sucks. Life sucks. Everybody sucks. When you get out of that, it doesn't suck. No, and, <laughs> and, and that's the thing that, like, that when I'm talking to Tom Billy, and it's like it opens up the entire world. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, it took me several months into this process of filming this, this documentary to be like, oh, I actually get what he's saying now. Isn't that great? 
Yeah. And, and I'm like, okay, so if I do that, the world is my playground then. If I take responsibility absolutely. for absolutely, this is on me. Right. So if my life turns out not how I want it, that's on me to change. Absolutely. And everyone else is like, well, I got it. This happened to me and poor me and I'm the victim and social media is allowing me to do that now. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Well, last year was just a phenomenal set of circumstances. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. That, that's, a, that's, a, I, that's a late way to put it. <laughs> that a lot of us had little to no control over what was going on. Right. No, we didn't. The day that my boss is like, hey, got a minute? <laughs> like, what, what? And I'm like, oh. I, I had a feeling I yeah, knew you what knew. was going to go on. And so I get up and I'm like, hey, and then all of a sudden HR pops on and I'm like, yep, I had a feeling. Yeah. And they were like, hey, you're going to be furloughed. They both wouldn't look at the cameras. They were uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It was like, God, how do we tell them? And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. What? <laughs> you took responsibility for it. And, and I'm like, great. This actually works out perfect because school is just starting mm-hmm. on Monday and mm-hmm. I'm going to enroll in classes. When when does this take effect? Well so done. You're, you're Honestly, not upset. Well I'm like, no, with what they did with like the stimulus stuff and, mm-hmm. and the extra payments, I'm like, that's going to take care of me. It's not, there is going to be a bit of a cut, I figure, but yeah. I can make things work. I'll just tighten my belt and life will be okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. When I did that. So, you know, what, what do you need to talk about? I'm like, Nothing. Uh, I'm, I'm good. Okay. I'm like, just send me the paperwork. Let's do this. Come on. I'm a, I'm a witness to this because he texted me right after it happened. And then he called me. He was actually okay with it. He goes, now I can take this class and this class and I can add to this. And he was actually handled it great. I was like, huh, I thought you were going to be upset. Oh, okay. you, you called in, uh, you called in Ronan <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah. we were talking to like, I'm texting you as we're recording. I'm like, dude, are you all right? And I go, dude, I'm excited. Like I, I get to do this and this and this. And you're able to not play the victim. You're able to, you know, was it your fault that the pandemic happened? Absolutely not. But it's your responsibility and how you handle it. And you you, 100% own that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and you took it and you ran with it. And look what you did. I mean, I I trimmed off. Damn impressed. There's no one that I know that's working harder than Ian right now. Never again. I'll tell you that. Never, (laughs) never 21 But you did it though. You know what I mean? Crazy how much it really, really came out of that. I look back and and people have asked me, how did you do that? And I, I, the power of coffee. (laughs) Right. It really is legit what got me through there. But also just kind of saying, I'm going to get this done because I want to be done with this. Over last year, I did 45 credits. I, I don't know how. That is that insane. Is, that is almost as much as I did in the previous two years. Yeah. And you yeah. did that in what time span? One. One year. Yeah, one year. Yeah. Mm. See, and you, you <laughs> took responsibility for it and you ran with it. More people in life need to do that instead mm-hmm. of just throwing their hands up and, you know, hopping on Twitter and, and bitching about everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you handle it. It's your life. Figure it out. It's, it's on you. people that I know we're all friends with on Facebook that that's what every post is. Oh, absolutely. Is. And it's like, okay, yeah, that may be your perception on, but open that up a little bit. And do you know how bad I want to reach out to this person and just say, but that's how you're perceiving my life. My luck in life continues to decline and right. constant posts like that. And I just want to say... But maybe that's how you're perceiving it. Where's the opportunity in that? Right. What can you do to react to that differently? How can you? And it's just really hard not to. <laughs> not everybody, <laughs> no, it is. Not everybody's in the same place I am in my journey. And right. I, I respect and understand. You're that, much further along than, than everyone, that's which is age. awesome. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> it totally is age. But the best way I can uh, display it is like, it's just opening doors. You know, it's mm-hmm. like if you're you're that narrow-minded and you have your blinders on, you're like, this way is the only way. Then all those doors are closed. Mm-hmm. But the second you go, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And take some humility and be like, maybe I'm actually wrong in this. That's so hard to do. It's so hard. But once you do it, it's like, oh, you feel you feel rejuvenated. You're like, all right, well, let me learn something new. 
and all these other doors open and then you're, you're questioning absolutely everything and I can't think of anything better. Yeah. I, I think it's really beneficial to everyone whether it comes to relationships or work or if you're in a crappy relationship like I was and thinking okay well this is about as good as it's going to get. Right. This is what I deserve because I'm being treated like crap so maybe I'm a crappy person. Yeah. One day I open up that other door I'm like oh wait I'm actually not. Yeah it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. Being able to go okay I'm taking responsibility for this and I'm changing things. You, people need to do that more. Perks of being a wallflower. Oh okay. I, oh. I've heard of it. I've, I've heard of it too. Never... I've read the book and the, the movie it's got some pretty dark subject matter in it. Okay. And like there's a whole list of things in there. One of the quotes that stuck with me the most out of this is we accept the love we think we deserve. I love that quote actually. Dead on. When I heard that I went, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, right. If only that. That's that's those doors being open right there. You're just like, oh my gosh. That one really, really stuck with me. Yeah. To your point, I've been in those too, where you have somebody constantly just poking at you and berating you, and oh, nothing's ever enough. And you know, you look like crap, and and, you know, you're just constantly being beat down. It's like, okay, you you believe it. Yeah. You know, if you get told it enough times, you you believe it. it. Absolutely. And then you go, oh wait, no, okay, I I can control this. I can understand this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I, yeah. (laughs) This stuff blows my mind. (laughs) I wish I would have learned it so much earlier in life honestly he's what 23 24 oh hey hey oh, hey, hey, hey 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 i'm, I'm oh. almost 25 Whoa. almost 25 but well okay i was off a year i'm sorry <laughs> now I, i'm gonna caution you so yes since you are almost 25 uh-huh. the quarter of a century crisis is real no I've, have you guys researched this is a legit it's a legit we've both been there yeah yeah now everyone talks about the midlife crisis no, the, mm-hmm. the the quarter life is like, I don't know if this is a new thing. Has this always... I remember experiencing this very vividly. Yeah. Really? I, it was just this weird heaviness and, mm-hmm. oh my God, I've not done anything with my life. Right. It, it, life was tough. The funny thing is you, you will wake up the next morning. You're going to go, huh. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> grab, I'm no grab a thing of coffee and go on your day. The, yep. the worst. Actually, it was far worse for me. And, and Angie and I have compared birthday anxieties yeah. oh absolutely yeah the the worst for me people are gonna laugh at this it legitimately is is a thing but in being gay uh-huh. mm-hmm. turning 30 that was the hardest age for me that really? is the mm-hmm. kiss of death as a yeah. gay person how come for some reason that is like some weird cutoff <laughs> where you are now undesirable really? for a lot of people uh, oh, oh wow it, it, it's a weird I, phenomenon really it was also like around that time is the first time i ever had somebody yeah. They were like, hey, daddy. And I'm like, A, no. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, please no. Uh-huh. A, no. Uh-huh. B, no. Uh, I remember I went out. I had great friends that took me out for my birthday. And they're like, no, no, you're going to be great. And I mean, that whole year, 29 to 30, I dreaded it. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, oh, my God, my life is over. Uh-huh. Over, over, over. And I might as well go find a retirement home in Boca yeah. or our Springs. <laughs> and that's a perception Springs. because that's what everyone else has told you. Right. Yeah. And I we went out, we had dinner, we went down to the tabernacle, piano bar. And, not, and not the tabernacle. No. no. <laughs> the tabernacle. You will hear that the tabernacle too, but in yes. slightly different song. Different. We went down there, we had a great time. I went out, I woke up the next morning and was like <laughs> just like twenty six. There was no difference. No. Yeah, you and feel the same. The the next year after that. And actually I think my thirties were actually some of my favorite years after that. I, like 30s to me, I was like, I'm starting to figure things out. I'm starting to... Now, I, I was a soul angry elf back then, too. <laughs> uh, cause, cause, you call yourself the angry elf? And this is actually when I used to go into he the station. He was an angry elf. Yeah, oh, okay. I mean, this, this was back was when he? we did the gigs. I, I think it was about 33, 34 back then. Uh-huh. Life was 
a little rough. Your dad jokes, you know, we, we'd sit there and go out and have <laughs> breakfast somewhere after the show and, and just sneer at each other. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, he wasn't wrong. I, I can't see this in you, Ian. I have to be honest. Oh, let's go to, we need to go to Texas Roadhouse and get rolls. We talk I'm, about I'm it every down. show. I know. Yeah. What the heck? Why or, have we not done this yet? Or we can go to Red Lobster and get those biscuits. Because yeah. no one smiles at Red Lobster see? but us, but we'll smile. I smile at Red Lobster all the time, but you're right. I'm like, yeah, no, you're else. the only one though. Yeah, no Ooh, one else crab. does. Crab. <laughs> see, my four. 40s. I loved my 40s. Mm-hmm. And see, I just, I'm the same age as your dad. Okay. I loved my 40s. I felt like life just started flowing and things, you found new meaning in things. Right. And you realized that all that crap you sweat about when you were younger didn't mean anything. No. Not in the grand scheme of things. I actually, it's funny how perception, because you're mm-hmm. told your 40s suck. Midlife right, crisis right. and nope, hasn't sucked yet. I um, actually looked forward to him. I, I was like, yes, things yeah. are going. I think 40s legitimately are now even better than the 30s were. I believe, yeah. God, see, I that's loved awesome. my 40s. I loved it. And so far, my 50s haven't been bad. So. Global pandemic aside. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, you know, I'm not one of those people that got mired in the pandemic. I mean, things no. kind of flowed. I found a new business and I'm uh-huh. opening my own business. You took responsibility and, yeah, for it exactly. and, and you ran with yeah. it. Well, and it we, we started this. We started this. And we're having a lot of fun with it. So You guys are killing it. We love it. It's All fun. right. So when I have my full mental breakdown at 25... <laughs> Let's have me on the show, okay. and you can dissect yeah. all of this, and Let's we, we can, we can figure it out yeah, when no, I lose my mind. You have a date. Text us. Uh, call us. <laughs> Legitimately. Yeah. See, uh, the good news is you can FaceTime with me. Yeah, I can. Because, yeah. you know, have Apple. You guys, have Apple you guys heard voice. of Skype? And you, you can FaceTime on Ian, here. You're talking to the guy with a, a Steve Jobs tattoo on his arm. True. See? Yeah, I'm, true. I'm, a, I'm an Apple fanboy. But, yeah, I mean, for me, as far as, like, the 20s, I'm looking at it, and, I, you know, this is my perception. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's like, okay... It, it, for me, it's very much like dating. It's like, okay, you're going to go out and date a bunch of people because you're going to see what you like. Yeah, And for absolutely. my 20s, it's like, I'm going to go try a bunch of different things. You I'm, should. Everything from music production to, you know, editing a film. You know, Ronan's <laughs> saying the same. Ronan is the, the dream in absolutely everything. But it's like, right, I'm going to dabble in a couple other things and, and see what I like. And Nothing I, wrong with that. You're experiencing life like a Bob Ross painting. <laughs> oh, am I a happy tree? Am I happy little cloud? Or, or a cloud? I'm Let's trying make to them birds. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you make a mistake, well, it's not really a mistake. We're just going to do this. Yeah, we're just going to learn from it. <laughs> Everyone needs to be more like Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. That I, needs to be on a t-shirt. I, I bet you it is. So it has I got to believe it is. I've seen Bob Ross t-shirts. Those are kind of making the round. <laughs> you, I have you one. Do, I you do not have one. I do. And, and Hot uh, Topic has Bob Ross t-shirts. I think I got mine at Target, but yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm going to journey into a hot topic for the first time in seven years. Well, I've got a granddaughter that that's the store. Oh, that was my store. Yeah. I was a little emo kid. Yeah. My hair dyed black fact, and, you know, my corduroy skinny jeans. Oh, yeah. yeah hot topic was yeah. the jam. But, man, you could hear him coming from three miles away. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, my chain wallet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they still have those. That's weird. Chain wallets are cool. Yeah. It, yeah. It is and kind of wrapping up, like, perception. It, it's really just opening yourself up and understanding mm-hmm. other, other points of view. It absolutely is. It just don't have your blinders on. You know, make sure that right. you can understand everyone else's point. And that social media is a nightmare right now. And it's it everyone is. telling you that you're wrong or people in my 20s, like people around my age. It's like, oh, wait, you don't own a house at 21 and you're not married with eight kids. Nope. Oh, you're a failure now. No, nope. absolutely. You're not. That's that's what society tells hey, everyone. How and many of them have gone on tour around the world? Um, That's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to guess not. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I've been very, very blessed and very lucky. And, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. It's definitely not a normal upbringing for for a kid, but uh, it's been awesome. Yeah. I've been very lucky and and very, very blessed. It's different and that's okay. Yeah. Different is okay. It is okay. I think that's the biggest takeaway I can probably give is. I think more of us need to 
think yeah. about that too. Yeah, just we be do. yourself. Who gives a crap if, if someone else thinks you're weird? Do you just be you? Because it's the only, the only thing you can control at this point. Absolutely the only thing you so, can control. I own my weird. I own my weird. <laughs> Trust me, I work with teens all day. They think I'm the oddest <laughs> I, thing out there. I bet that's taught you a lot of patience. It's taught me a lot of patience, yeah. but it's also kind of rejuvenating to see their youthful vigor in things and how they respond to things again yeah. perception and yeah. how they respond to situations like some things are i forgot i have a test tomorrow i can't work and life is falling apart yeah life the sky's is fine. falling and i'm like okay go take your test it's fine it's not a big deal yeah. <laughs> you know to the oh my gosh did you see that cute dog in the car and just it just uh-huh. it's 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 fun but it's a it's an exercise in patience for sure how many tiktok videos have you appeared in unknowingly <laughs> That's the real question. We actually do Marco Polos to, oh, do you? to train. <laughs> oh, because that's when, cool. when I need to train them on something, I'll pull out a Marco Polo and I'll make a little video. And uh-huh. it, I've started at the end of it going, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> and they, awesome. they think those are awesome. <laughs> that's but great. we did just start a quench at TikTok. Did you so, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. How do you feel about that? I, I can't wait to see what <laughs> she does. You know, I've been practicing some of them and I'm not good. <laughs> if, if you whip out a nene or no. what's, what's what's the other one what, what are some of those dances the, um, the one that's going on right now is the running man oh and yeah the michael jackson bad pose oh. right, where you listen to bad I, you do the... see, <laughs> see last summer i had to stop you know for a fact that i started watching tiktok <laughs> i and, do and chandler and spencer and josh because i'd send a few of them oh i'd send them mm-hmm. to a i've got to stop because it's a time I will suck. Suck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Imagine Biscuit, mm-hmm. who, whom I oh, love. Yeah. They're, oh, they're yeah. from Wyoming, too. Uh-huh. One is a woman, one is a man, but they're they're drag queens. Oh, okay. Hilarious. Oh, those I, are the ones that you send me yeah. constantly. Oh, oh that's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I Christmas cards from them. You did? Did too. you really? Yeah, yeah I, I got a Christmas cool. card from them. They're, they're my one addiction that I still indulge in. But they, they moved <laughs> over to Instagram because TikTok's been messing with yeah. them. Instagram reels. Yeah. yeah. Thank God for those. I, I'm oh, just yeah. going to say that. I can't wait to see. Well, the latest trend on TikTok is the Gen X takeover. and They're amazing. That is the best thing to follow. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie because these kids getting all upset at their parents and their parents saying, Gen X take over TikTok and they have taken over no, TikTok. It's hilarious. I love it. Yeah. So if you hop on like YouTube, like a- <laughs> I think a New Day podcast TikTok needs to happen in. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's Whoa. there's something there. <laughs> there this, there's there. something. Oh, my mind is racing now. Yeah, exactly. Mm. He, he's over here going. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I can have some fun with this. <laughs> the trouble I can get you guys in. Exactly. <laughs> uh, weekly challenge. Yeah, yes. Let's do it. You want me to do it? Yes. <laughs> hey. All right. This is what I'm going to challenge you guys to do this week. When you're in the middle of a situation that's messing with your mojo, whatever it is, take a minute and stop and start to perceive the situation from the other person's point of view. See how beneficial that is to you. See what you saw differently. Maybe make a note of it. Maybe make a mental note of it. And maybe when you're witnessing another situation, which I love to do, I like to people watch. (laughs) (laughs) When you're in the middle of another situation, see how the different people are responding to each other and how you, if you were in that situation, would have responded. Would you have responded with person A or person B? And maybe ask yourself why. What would make you respond that way? That's my challenge, I think. Wow. I I did good for my first challenge, Ian. (laughs) I think that was great, I'm actually (laughs) writing this date down right now. Ian, you're out of a job, dude. She she took over. She legitimately (laughs) just just issued her first challenge. I did. It was my first. Wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, that was the wrong button. (laughs) 
He meant to do the other one. There it is. There it is. Yay. That's the first time we've ever used it. Is it really? Why don't you use that more? Give me some birds. Yep. Oh, see. Crickets. crickets. Is that crickets? My perception said it was a bird. Oh, okay. so I believed okay. it. Okay. Go. Go. <laughs> perception is reality. My first it sales manager ever told me that. I remember it hearing is. that a lot. Yep. So, mm -hmm. you know, just to just take a step back and, and try and understand other points of view. And man, your life will change. Let me tell you, because yes. mine certainly has. Absolutely. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on the Radio Runner podcast. Put out episodes on every Monday and every Thursday. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at It's Chandler Smith. And that's pretty much where I'm at. I don't, I don't really do Twitter that's or Facebook. That's pretty much or, what you do. Yeah. It's just Instagram. Yeah. I'm a millennial. So that's that's kind of what we do. But That's okay. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you guys are absolutely killing it. This is oh, well, the, fun, the, the most fun I've had. Uh, you guys are just awesome awesome and you're changing lives well so and i hope everyone who's listening can apply these things uh, you know even if it's just a little bit you know, just a little bit every day uh, it can it can go a long way well thank you for coming we and appreciate yeah. having you i yeah. want to be on all the time this is so much fun we can have you back more yeah oh yeah honestly by the way what? this episode is brought to you by quench it, quench it yes. <laughs> can you hear that i will be taking a promo <laughs> shot of ours with our quench it yeah oh. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> All right. This is why you don't believe. As a producer, Ronan, you don't uh, believe me near the mixer, Ian, because insanity point. will ensue. Good point. Yeah. He, he's usually like this. So. <laughs> Just over the table. In a corner hissing at people. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> so. And if, if this is a benefit to you, we would ask just that you hit subscribe or follow, depending on your platform of choice. Do it. Mm -hmm. Share it with others. Yeah, please. Really. What we're going to ask of you. And I'd love to hear and, and see what you do to kind of change perception and what you're doing on a daily basis to we kind of open yourself up that, on that. Actually. So Really, Instagram, I think, is where all of us are, yeah. are far You guys more are killing anymore. it on Instagram. Yeah. We, that's... We, we're, yeah. Instagram's where it's at for us, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's the future right now. So. It is. Thank you, everybody, for being here. And we will see you, I'm not going to say next week, because it's going to be next time. Next time. Ooh. Yes, we will see you next time. <laughs> Yay! <laughs>